on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we talk about apocalypse chickens, apocalypse chickens, and hexax. <laughs> Let's do this. Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. Hey, I'm Liz. We're going to talk about season three, episode nine, Malleus Maleficarum. Yay! He did Woo! it. Took a deep breath, thought about it, read it, used phonics, motherfuckers. Yep. Remember so, there was a time they were trying to tell kids not to use phonics anymore? That was stupid. Anyways. People are dumb. Yeah. So this is actually the title of basically the witch hunters handbook that came popular in the 1500s and was, even though it was not sanctioned by the Catholic church was still used by a lot of people to kill a bunch of women. Yay. That's exciting. Men too. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just, we just got killed more than you, but you know, not, I'm not, not trying to put you down, man. If you're a witch and you're a man and you were killed because of Malleus wow. Maleficarum, sorry. So, so what's up with you, Diana, Miss Head Girl? I see you drinking out of your mug over there. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking, my, I'm drinking out of my Head Girl mug. Uh, I'm just drinking some tea tonight, just keeping it chill. Uh, we're gonna say, uh, you know, cramps suck. Being a woman sucks sometimes, not just because you get killed more often for being a witch, but also <laughs> because sometimes your abdomen hurts a lot. Yep, that's what um, I got. So yeah. I'm just drinking some tea tonight. Plus, I've also consumed a lot of alcohol over the last few days, so I didn't really need any more. You know, yeah. Whereas I am drinking a beer because I went to the store today and it was really hungry. And then I saw St. Arnold, which is a Texas beer. Mm -hmm. They came out with a French press coffee porter. And I was just like, yes, please. And I also like saw some other, there was some woman who was like walking in front of me in the grocery store. And then we kept like, both of us kept like having to wait for the same thing. And I'm like, I saw the beer in her cart. I'm like, oh my God, she's buying exactly all the same shit that I, I'm buying. It was very weird. And then she ended up in line behind me too. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, not right now I'm watching the cat, um, dig into tissue papers from the Christmas presents that Diana sent me. Um, (laughs) she is really enjoying it on purpose. Yeah. She is really, really, she's already knocked the box over, has dragged the tissue paper out and is now attempting to just really just get into it i don't know she's trying to make a bed i don't know she thinks she's a bird and I don't know, she's pulling other shit into it now like I, okay all right so if you guys hear a bunch of, a bunch of crinkly stuff so yeah. um yeah so i got back from new york last thursday and was very exhausted 
And then, uh, what did I do? Oh, I watched a whole bunch of, uh, I found out that Nat Geo's on Hulu. So I got to watch all their smuggler videos. That was great. Mm. Um, it really didn't do much this weekend, except we went to uh, go check out our, our friends that we, <laughs> sponsored by High Rum. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, unofficial sponsors of Devil's Trap Podcast, High Rum. Yeah. They, they are doing a Jolly Roger theme at the distillery. And it's fucking adorable. There are skulls everywhere. There are skeletons. They, are, they have a boat out in the front that has like skeletons, like having a good time. Um, they've created just like, there's like drunk skeletons throughout the whole thing. Like I, they, I don't know, like James, I've got James, where James said it came from, but uh, so like, I am here for this theme. Like, yeah, I am fine. Christmas and skeletons. Yeah, let's yes. go. Let's do it. Um, the pirate's Christmas. There we go. And they also have like a ton of holiday themed drinks. And I, of course, got my hot buttered rum, which yes. was delicious. Um, and they also had adult hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, you know, I think it's also because I had this amazing hot cocoa when I was in New York. Yeah. And it was like, I had like I'd forgotten what? how good hot what well, was chocolate, right? It was, yeah. that, it was really amazing hot chocolate. And so I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good this is. Yeah. And then like then it got that and I was like, this isn't as good as that other hot chocolate that I got yeah, from the French hot place. buttered rum. But that hot buttered rum. Ugh. Well, and what do you I mean? I love hot buttered rum, but my problem with it is that like about halfway through it, the butter starts creating oh. like this like kind of film. film. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh and so I don't understand how people do like the butter bomb in their in their coffee right like because i know you have to blend it you have to blend it that's what people do is they like nitro blend it or whatever it's like a you have to put it in like a nutribullet or some shit i think is the proper way i don't know i drank it like at a place that serves it but i don't want to do it at my house because it sounds like a motherfucking mess that's how i feel about it yeah this sounds like a big like butter a lot and i like coffee a lot and I just don't think I need to add that much butter to my consumption because I am the person that if I'm cooking, I'm probably going to use butter and I have to taste test the butter to make sure that the butter's good. Like, <laughs> duh, like you take a slice off the butter because that's what you do when you're cooking with butter, in my opinion, but that's okay. And I'll eat a pat of butter when I'm cooking butter. So I don't need to add any more of my consumption. Yeah. You eat, you eat butter straight? Fuck yeah, I do. Delicious. Things that's I did not know about you. <laughs> reasons why diana doesn't need to put butter in her coffee so that was pretty much the only thing i did uh this weekend we're gonna so uh the place where i went to for the haunted houses in uh in bastrop which is about like 30 minutes outside of austin they've got like five or six different haunted houses they're also they're doing a christmas theme so is it like a scary Christmas or is mm-hmm. it like, oh. so there's, there's going to be a Krampus parade and you can sit on the Grinch's lap and at, mm-hmm. and tell him like what you wish upon your enemies. I don't know if that's what you get to tell him, but that's what I'm going to tell him. And uh, then they have like four or five different Christmas themed haunted houses. And then plus the village and everything, it's all lit up. And yeah, yeah there's like a huge castle out there that I don't, and this, this time I will find out what the fuck that castle is for and who is in it. Cause I, I want to know. <sighs> Oh, well, uh, uh, oh, oh, and, and one other thing. So in, in Diana's uh, plethora of amazing things she sent me, I, we, we went through Christmas, but she also oh, yeah. got me this really great hologram of Helga Hufflepuff. And she's now sitting in front of my computer and she is affectionately nodding at me right now. Yeah, she's very approving. She Thank is. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I had an eventful weekend as well. Um, I, uh, 
first and, and you know finish my holiday baking extravaganza my crazy person extravaganza idea every year that got finished up um and uh then i guess my big social my big social outing was we went to um see it was reagan youth who were not good for the record um that's really saw- disappointing i mean i'm not that surprised but that was just, that is disappointing yeah, uh, I think they had one original member. I don't know. And they were doing some like they got and lead, new lead singer has like some voice modulator. It was fucking weird. Not good. What? And we had like an argument about whether it was them or not in front of their merch booth. We realized <laughs> after the fact. It's not You're intentional. Like, and I was like, oh, that sucked. But anyways, I realized afterwards, we're like, no, it's not them. They must put like some like shitty sacrificial opener on. And then like I we realized, no, no, that really was them. Oh fuck. So apologies to these kind people. We are not to complete assholes, I promise. Did you buy a shirt to like to come no, I don't want to wear that shit? <laughs> Anyways. But uh DOA was great. Um Dave was super nostalgic and excited about them. Not my thing. I'm I, I guess I'm just not old enough for, you know, that old Canadian punk rock. But TSOL was so good. And Did I he wear his glove? Uh, no, no glove. Uh, the look he does now is like um, slacks in a in the jacket, a uh, suit jacket with t-shirt. Uh, but yeah, they were really fucking good. Um, and the, um, and then suicidal tendencies was suicidal tendencies. I mean, like they're what you expect them to be. But did they're, they did did they get a Pepsi? Did did he finally get his Pepsi? I did not see any Pepsi there, so I'm not oh, certain. Man. I will say that, they, that band for some old motherfuckers have a shit ton of energy. Like I was impressed for them. I will also say that their audience base does not follow the rule of don't wear the band's shirt to the show. Because <laughs> they're, they're very, they're very happy. Whoa. They're like hats, shirts. I mean, and it's a very like suicidal tendencies. If you're familiar with them, whether you know them or not, their fucking logo and there's like the hat with the bill flipped up says suicidal on it, like all that very 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 easy to spot and it was everywhere the whole time so they were they were good i i, I like suicidal tendencies i'm not like gonna buy an album sorry it was more of like a legacy band that i wanted to see because i'd never seen them before and now i have and i'm good thanks so, that and then we had a fantastic um tiki uh dinner and drinks at swizzle lounge uh, you've been there in dallas with me um for our car club holiday dinner and now Swizzle, you got you got your pin right there. Yeah. So it was um super fun and delicious, um, good gathering. And uh one of the members of our car club, uh them, them TX car club, um made fantastic like cookies of the club logo, which was super rad. And now uh yeah, counting down to uh more uh holiday-ish festivities in the coming week. No. Elm Street tattoo Christmas party this week. And then uh oh yeah. Are you gonna be fancy? Yeah, we're gonna get fancy. And then so for, yeah, okay. So we also had to explain okay. So Elm for, tattoo, for, yeah. for 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 our three listeners. Yeah. Um so uh Elm Street Christmas party is the traditional party of Dallas where all the industry people and in, in the service industry and everybody gets together and dresses up really fancy, but it's also just kind of also punk rock scene and 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 it's a charity event. And so yeah. you bring a toy for toys for 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 toy donation for kids and that in need locally, and they have an open bar and casino gaming and prizes. So there, yeah, it's a good yeah. time. So we enjoyed a good that. time. Yeah. yeah, so we'll be doing that. And then also uh, going to see the Reverend Horton Heath this weekend. Oh God, I'm sorry. 
hey, you know, it'll be fun. Um, haven't gone in a while in a lot of, um, it's kind of an unofficial official car club, um, car scene Christmas gathering too. So it'll be, that'll make it fun. Yeah. So lots of fun things. It's all holiday E ish adjacent stuff going on now. It is that time of year. So yeah, on that note, uh, let's talk about witches. What? Let's talk about witches. All right. So Malleus Maleficarum, season three, episode nine. This first aired January 31st, 2008. So now they're ahead of us in time. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, this was directed by Robert Singer and written by Ben Edlund. Uh, so I think one of the interesting things kind of in the background of this episode was the original concept was they wanted to do witches like basically like a witch hunt in a town but they thought it was too close to the where they had the demon remember the demon hunt where everyone like accused everyone of being a demon and they thought it was too similar and then it shifted to the story but i don't i think that would have been a great episode like i'm kind of disappointed they didn't go that route i mean this i still i mean we'll get to hear you besides the fact the beginning of this is really disgusting um Yeah. So uh, we start off with there is a couple who is coming back from a terrible, terrible party mm-hmm. and they are just hanging out. And I do appreciate she takes off her dress and she's wearing a slip. Yeah. And they're like, they're about to get it on, but uh, he's going to grab wine and she's going to go to the bathroom. But while we, and it's because she wants to freshen up, which like, I don't know, I don't know how long they must have been married, like not very long because <laughs> I wouldn't be going to freshen up. Well, maybe anyway. she had. Well, that maybe that's code for I need to take a shit, and so she was like, teeth. I don't know. I, I know, guess, but it was just, like it was a know. nicer way of like saying yeah. like sorry, honey. I got I got to uh, Can you go yeah. downstairs? I don't ruin our sexy vibe. Fast. Yeah, maybe. So, um, but while she's brushing her teeth, you hear this like there's this. It does this, this episode does a lot of, like this overlap of like what's going on somewhere else while the scene that we're watching is happening, and while she's like brushing her teeth, um, there's some lady like chanting and has a toothbrush and starts like cutting her hand and bleeding on a toothbrush and it's just not good you're like oh this is going to be bad something bad's yep. about to happen Unsa- I'm like, unsanitary hand cu- cutting like that's no, happening again yeah a lot of unsanitary hand cutting and then this is like a very like this is a gag like the whole like this whole first half of the episode i'm sure you were like gagging and like twitching because as this chick is like brushing her fucking teeth her teeth start like falling out like she gets like one like loose and she has to pull it out <sighs> She pulled out more than one. And I'm like, why are you pulling on them? Will you stop pulling on your teeth? Like, I mean, maybe like do like the little wiggle, but why like are you the pulling? Check, but why are you but- pulling it out? Oh, 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 just thinking about it. And about it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Anyways. So it's really upsetting. So she calls for her dude. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, I get calling for him, but maybe call 911 too. Just saying. That's me. Well, I mean, would you call 911 if you you were having a dental emergency? <laughs> yes, because that feels like more than just a regular dental emergency. It feels like they can figure out like why every tooth in your face is falling out. I don't know. Or they can call someone who can because if you just let them keep falling out, what do you do then? I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Anyway, it was a very concerning dental situation. <laughs> That's what I've got. Very traumatic. And so he tries to go like help her and she's like bleeding by this point, like just dripping blood from her mouth. You're like, this is so upsetting. And you can tell that she's starting to have trouble talking because so many of her teeth have fallen out. And she just spit them out like, so bad, (laughs) so bad. But the door slams and locks her in the bathroom by herself. And then by the time it magically opens, right when he's going to kick it down. (sighs) 
she's got no teeth left and she's like spitting in the sink choking and she's dead on the floor yeah but at least she had a slip on I mean, you know, she wasn't like, at least she wasn't naked on the floor, which is like my, one of my biggest fears is Being naked on the bathroom floor. Yeah. That's why no shower sex, man. Like that's the last thing I want is like an EMT to come up and I'm like, I'm naked on a floor. Like that just seems like because the worst, I, like, well, I always, I like, this is like my, I, I don't mean this in jest. Cause I know people actually like have terrible things happen to them, but like my joke is my bad joke is the old lady death is falling asleep with a cigarette and old man death is falling in the shower. Those are the, those are my two like cliche, horrible, horrible things that I hope never happened to me or anyone I know or care about. Anyways, on that note. So, um, we cut to Paul, who is the, the dude in this whole scene talking to Dean, who's pretending to be from the CDC, which is actually pretty fucking clever in this situation. I was impressed. Yeah, this one, this actually works. Yeah. It made sense. It wasn't like, well, I know you already talked to the police and the sheriff's department, but we're the, I don't fucking know, like some other agency, FBI, whatever. Anyway, so it was kind of clever. And it also kind of helped put out that like, well, maybe she was poisoned or something like that. But either way, um, apparently the police in corner had no idea what happens, lady, because people's teeth just don't start falling out of their face like that. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So um, while they're while Dean's trying to talk to him and he asks if uh, Janet had any enemies, which is an interesting question. And we all know as the viewers that she probably fucking did since there was some bitch chanting and bleeding on a toothbrush. Yeah. Someone did not like her. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so Sam finds a hex sack underneath the sink. Bag. Call it a hex bag. Please don't call it a hex sack. <laughs> I, think, I think we just broke Diana. I think she broke herself. You broke I yourself. I, I wrote, well, so I had written like, I had written like with a question mark. I was like, was that like a voodoo sack or something or like bag or whatever? And I, I don't know why I wrote that, but I did. So hex sack. Hex bag, 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 bag. <laughs> Otherwise, it sounds like a nut sack. So no, that's why I'm going to keep saying it and upsetting you. Um, there we go. Well, that's fine. If it just becomes a funny thing, then I'm okay with, I'm okay with humor. But <laughs> Diana loves her hex sacks. <laughs> so anyways, um, Paul like is a little evasive though. Like, dude, you can tell so he's hiding something. He's like, he like pauses really long when he gets asked. He's if not a good liar. Enemies. No, he's a terrible liar. Has no poker face. He's like, does she have any enemies? He's like, long pause. No, no, everybody loved her. It's impossible. Hmm. Mm. Well, um, and technically, you know, once we learn, you know, he's probably not wrong. Like, she may not have enemies. Fair. But maybe you do, Paul. Maybe right. you were doing something. Hmm? Something mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been doing. Mm. Hmm. So as the guys are leaving, they identify the hex bag and they're discussing it. And I think Dean's really funny here because he's like, ew, gross. As soon as he hears about the hex bag. Um, and uh, after Sam's talking about it being like old world black magic, Dean goes on his little rant. He says, I hate witches spewing their bodily fluids <laughs> everywhere. Downright unsanitary. See, at least we are on the same page. You should not be spewing your bodily fluids everywhere. It's unsanitary. If you're going to commit a ritual, don't use that dirty ass knife to cut your hand and throw your bodily fluid everywhere. I mean, yeah. we, we have dishwashers today. We have all kinds yep. of things you can use. And, and I think we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back to this later too. So I just want to point out that so the the grossness of the 
sack sack um was there was bird bones and rabbit teeth in there so this will come back later but uh yeah which is also fuck you people man like i mean granted i have bird bones in my house because i think they're pretty but i'm not cursing people with them i don't know where my specimen came from i think it, it died of natural causes and then somebody put the bird back together and sold it to me yeah dean makes a with the rac- same with my raccoon skull yeah a lot of those are found like those kind of artists a lot of them are like found items but i certainly hope so especially the ones who have like the raccoon penises because yeah. otherwise if they're just like harvesting yeah, like straight out up, there cutting like, off raccoon dicks <laughs> oh my gosh uh yeah so dean makes a reference also here as we move along to i'm looking for a craggy old blair bitch in the woods and i was very amused by the way dean is pissed about witches he does not fucking like witches. he he does not like witches he does not and with these yeah i can maybe understand but detective sam is in this one he is and i love that ruby even calls it out later and we'll get to it mm-hmm. but I, but he is in full-on detective sam oh, yeah. we must find the motive to the murder i'm like oh, oh yes. you're looking oh, for okay. mo's Ooh. now yeah. whoa all right man yeah so um we cut to like a neighborhood and there's some chick tending flowers and she's calling out to her neighbor amanda and um but amanda ha- and amanda has like you're like hey you missed book club I'm like, yeah that sounds fucking lame but anyways just kidding um <laughs> but she's like rushing in her that house does. and acting a little evasive and um but has like a big like a bag of like groceries as she gets in the house she opens her oven and pulls out a cooked chicken turkey chicken it's a very large chicken or a very small turkey i I think it was a chicken and then there was a part of me that was like fuck i really need to throw out that that turkey from thanksgiving but i also it was in my fridge and i was waiting until trash day came because i didn't want to put it in the trash and then have like it rotting there like Like this one like this one that you just put in there so So, uh, a full-on full bird cooked not eaten at all rotting and it's got like the fucking garnish on it like yeah. yeah when we say rot like i can you can imagine what this motherfucker smells like it's got flies it's got maggots it's got fucking mealworms i don't know like it's got it all like how did you i mean like i had to buy those mealworms like i'm like yeah, i don't mealworms, know like they made no sense that was made up shit the yeah flies and but maggots I will, okay i will say the maggots so there was a maggot wrangler on the set there is somebody's job because you know how you have like a dog wrangler and a yeah. cat wrangler there was somebody whose job it was to, to to wrangle the maggots that's disgusting like yeah what are you also, them to fucking jump through hoops i don't know which does make me wonder like is it like a flea circus and oh. like so like <laughs> they're just like there's little maggots in a tightrope but it's like walking and like have a little a little maggot one-man oh, band is no, you know this like, is, like, like this, is the, this is the gothic version of the flea <laughs> Uh, so um yeah so she dishes out her worms and i I think uh, yeah oh because we're cutting back and forth i was trying to like was like why do i have paul here so we cut yeah we cut back and forth this is where we start cutting back and forth now so now we're we see paul sitting in his car outside of a pub kind of weird eating like a burger sitting in the car and as he's sitting there starting his burger 
Uh, And what is he jamming to? (laughs) Every rose has its thorn by poison. He's jamming right then. Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting his eight his eighties cock rock on yeah. and eating a burger by himself in the car. And yeah, he's crying cut. one side. It would have been great if like it'd been like some sort of emo band as he's like you're like ah. <laughs> and uh we cut back to Amanda uh and she's taking her rotten, bar- her rotten bird bird. She's taking a bird, rotten bird, and putting it on her little altar thingy. And she has a blade and she starts chanting. And we're like, oh fuck. All right, this is the bitch that did the other chanting and cutting because she's still got this dirty ass knife and she chants the same. So and then um it ends up she has his watch somehow like she stole it from him and she stabs the fucking chicken. As she stabs the chicken, the radio changes to one of my favorites. It changes to Screaming Jay Hawkins version of I Put a Spell on You. you one of the best, uh, easily one of the best songs of all time. I Absolutely. really like, I think it's like Absolutely. in my top 10 of, and uh, probably really close in the top five. Like yeah. I cannot hear that song and not be happy. Screaming Jay Hawkins was, I really need Genius. to do some research on him. Like Genius. He's got stories, man. And I need to, I need to know what Screaming Jay's stories were. I know. And they're I'm probably gonna research it and it's gonna all be real bad. Probably. Like, yeah, he's probably it's not a good person. Yeah, he probably was thinking about this. Like, maybe I should just not and just <laughs> don't not. ruin it for yourself. Don't ruin <laughs> just, it for yourself. Just don't look at him. No, yeah. no. Um, so, so he's eating his burger, and this is immediately uh, what my thought goes to. And all I hear in my head is Lost Boys, and you're eating maggots, Michael. Like that is uh, all that's in my head. Like, as I'm just like, yep. And Paul, you're eating maggots. Yeah. So I'm also going to just let y'all know that when I was getting ready to watch the episode, Liz texted me and she's like, don't eat while you watch. And she's like, then she's like, then I went, actually don't have any food in the room. On further thought, maybe you shouldn't have eaten dinner. Maybe you should wait until you're not like not full. Like (laughs) you were like on it. Like, no, no, you need to be like nowhere near around food, thinking about food, any of these things. And uh, I, now I know why. I thought the teeth was bad. And then we got to the, this, this the bird. And then now we get to the burger and he takes a bite of it. <sighs> at, least, at least you're like, oh, this is, but I also love that you're fat in the first. You're like, oh yeah, that was gross. And then you're like, oh no, oh no, this is what she meant. <laughs> yeah, that's what she meant. We had to get there. So yeah, we get there. Uh, yeah, real gross. So he spits it out and he's like choking. But so like, obviously it's not just that he's eating fucking maggots, that the, something magical is happening and not good for him. And all of a sudden who flies onto the scene? But our, uh, our Winchester brothers, somehow they tracked him and yeah. Uh, and so Dean's trying to kind of help good old Paul yak some shit up while Sam finds the hex bag. <laughs> and sets it on fire and as soon as he burns it the choking stops and right then as the little hex bag goes up in flames so does her chicken which is kind of funny (laughs) i thought and she's very startled by this as her rotten i wonder what that smells like like so does our so you were rotten carcass is it better better or worse exactly it might be better i don't know Uh, can it be worse uh, at least the smell would go away right because right. i think you could probably get like a really pungent like burning like the yeah. actual fire of it has to smell real gnarly but once it's well, done it's probably better for the house that's but true also, and, or like, like maybe the char the char might be like a good carbon that like can kind of cover 
I don't know. I'm trying to observe her thinking it now. You're, you're, you're reaching, you're reaching here. And I don't know. But yeah, nobody mentioned the smile when they go into her house. So I'm just saying, but which is uh, weird. But yeah. So Paul is finally like confessing up that, yeah, okay. I guess I was putting my dick somewhere I didn't belong. And she was kind of unbalanced. I'm like, yeah, blame the crazy chick for the fact that you're fucking around on your wife. That that's fine. <laughs> uh yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, is it his fault for fucking around with his wife? Sure. But does that mean that poor Janet deserved to get killed by this crazy bitch? No, Probably especially not. not with her teeth coming out. Like, that's a horrible way to go. No. Like, uh, I'm sure, no, Janet did not. Well, we also don't know what Janet did in the book club, but because we never really get into that. Because she was, uh, no, Janet, assume, did, Janet wasn't oh, in the book Janet club. Oh, Janet was not in the book club. Mm. Okay. I just assumed that Janet she was. Janet was just an but, innocent bystander. So, yeah. She's just a, a, a woman getting cheated on with yeah, and losing her teeth over it so anyways apparently we cut back to good old amanda uh frantically flipping through her spells and her candles are going out and all of a sudden slash marks start appearing on her forearms vertical slash marks like like her arms are being sliced open and she's like saying like oh no like she knows that somebody's doing this to her it's crazy uh, and she's bleeding the fuck out and falls face down on a glass coffee table. Yeah, I do I, think the the effect of the wrist splitting splitting was really good. It was also it, while it was a little gratuitous, being face down on the fucking glass table was really cool. I mean, not a cool, not you know, no, like, it was a good oh, effect. Dead cool. It was a really cool visual. Because like her boobs look cool, she's got the wrists with the slits in them and blood everywhere. It just looked fucking cool. Yeah, I, and I would like to say, you know, if I go, like I would like to I be want my tits to look good. I'm yeah, just... I know. Like, can I be displayed in a glass coffin, like with, with me, your... like facing down? <laughs> so my boobs, so my boobs are like, real good. Yeah, and they're all nice and round, and they like look like they're really perky. Like, yes. yeah, so. I, okay, and clearly I'm naked too. So you're, right. I mean, my parents will be dead by then probably. So it'll be fine. I'm just like, look, Liz like was really proud of her tits well, and she wanted them you out. Could just, you could just have a slip on because you like slips a lot. And then That's you cover nips at least, but then it keeps the like. Well, it's just like a light, a light slip, right? Yeah. So they're they're kind of like you see you see the the outline of the vestiges. All right, and so uh, all right. but those so are she, oh, and they cut back to the scene repeated like the shot several times, and then like it actually kind of took me a minute. Like at first, I was like, huh, and then I was like, man, that's actually fucking cool shot. Like I'm glad somebody thought to do that, um, because somebody, I mean, like somebody put thought into that shot. I liked it. That's my that's my point. It was interesting. Yep. Um, so obviously Sam and Dean go break into her place because that's what they do. And that's what you do to an unstable witch is go break into their house when you don't know that they're already dead. Uh, and they don't notice that her house smells like fucking rot. So I guess the fire did burn that off a little bit. Yeah, but it, like, they're not noticing it's any kind of smells. I mean, that's I would have mentioned it. Yeah. Um, and they do find Amanda. And I want to say that in my notes, I have, they find her dead and I misspelled it and it's spelled D E D, but I also think it works. So yeah. they find she, her she dead. dead. She dead. She dead. Um, and um, they're and you know they comment that it was three slices per wrist vertical, so she meant business. And um, they find like her little altar area. And Sean, or oh, Sean, I my handwriting's terrible. Sam says that it was heavyweight evil, which is he uses a lot of really like dramatic language in this episode. That's my point. Of <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like yeah, is heavyweight evil? Like really? Oh, was it? Uh, like she was just being a fucking witch, but the bitch killed a bunny. 
And yeah. so fuck her. Because Dean, yeah, walks, Dean, Dean almost walks into the rabbit carcass hanging from the ceiling. And he's not yep. happy about it. And they're like, that's where she got the rabbit teeth from. But also, why did you have to kill a bunny? Not very nice. Not very nice. Honestly, she probably could have like gone to like some kind of a butcher that sells rabbit and gotten his teeth if she really wanted to. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, she didn't sacrifice so, it. No. Yeah. Or or eating the bunny. I mean, like, if you're gonna kill it, eat it. It's probably better than the rotting turkey you had. Like, you know, well, like right? Make a stew. I don't know. Yeah. So Sam and Dean are kind of going back and forth though about her death because and it's a fair argument that they're having is like Sam's like, if she was so bent on revenge, why did she why was she killing herself? That makes no fucking sense. And Dean's like, eh, you know, it could have just been like this, like lover's you know, hat trick thing, whatever. And so they both kind of have a take on it and, and you can kind of see both sides, I think, until Sam finds the hex bag. And it has- There's a new hex sack. And this one has razors. Which, Convenient. Which I think is weird. And I'm going to say that because the other ones didn't have like necessarily things that were acknowledging what precisely the activity was. The first one had the teeth. The teeth. You're right. Okay. They didn't show us what was in the second one because they burned it. Okay. No, it will. I mean, yeah, there could have been a maggot in there because he was kind of choking on it. So maybe there was like a dead maggot. How did she murder a maggot? Anyways, um, okay. So um, then they're like, oh my God, we've got some witch on witch violence. Ooh, yeah. So now Sam wants to go find the club. Yeah, so we've got a coven. We've got a coven. So excited about a coven. Um, uh, Dean also says the unfortunate line of why are witches ganking each other? And I really hate the use of the word gank. And it's something that is done a lot, a lot in this series. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's just a terrible word. Ganking is a terrible word. I think you've mentioned that before. Probably. And I will say it every time it comes up. Ganking is a terrible word. I stick by that. Okay. I don't, I just so, don't have a strong feeling about it. I mean, I don't necessarily like it, but it doesn't like upset me. I don't know why it upsets me. It just does. Yeah. That's all right. It happens. So um, we cut to a sitting room where two ladies are waiting on one of their husbands to leave uh, uh, so they can have their book club meeting. Yep, and then we get, you know, stupid male crap about like, oh, you ladies aren't actually having a book club. You never read a book. All you do is drink and you gossip and you talk about us men. Blah, that's all you do is talk about us. So we're not here. Exactly. Yes. That is exactly (laughs) what I do. That's kind of accurate. (laughs) I mean, I read a lot. I just don't talk about my books. Oh, if I was in a book club, um, I've been in a few book clubs, but generally they're always like work related and then nobody actually reads the book or, you know, it's like, it always starts off really, I have never had a book club where everyone actually read the books. Like, even if it like, it was a legit one, like it always like just kind of peters out. I've talked about joining a book club. (laughs) It met at a bar. So that's why I wanted to join it. Cause I have a problem apparently. Anyways, um, maybe I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol sometimes. I don't know. Uh, this is not this episode. No, no, no. no. this is not my intervention. Uh, here I go. So, uh, good old um, Elizabeth walks in and is very upset about Amanda having killed herself. And the other ones are like, Oh, she was unstable. And, but they, you know, but we loved her so much, but she probably killed this Janet chick. So, um elizabeth's like nah we need to stop book club then people are dying this is fucked up 
And the blonde, um, who we haven't met yet, we find out later her name's Renee. And I'm just going to say that because it's easier than saying the blonde right now, is talking yeah. about like what, what the book club has gotten for all of them. So we find out that Elizabeth's husband gets gotten a promotion. They want a trip to fucking Hawaii. Uh, Renee's pottery business is taking off. Uh, <laughs> I did that. That made me laugh. Sorry. And um, they convince uh, Elizabeth to stick with it because um, they have only got an hour till her husband gets home from his fantasy football meeting. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, open, set up an altar and start praying to the Book of Shadows. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, nobody prays to a Book of Shadows. You're not, why would you pray to your Book of Spells? Like, that's just stupid. That was weird, too. That's why I yep. wrote it down. That was bizarre. Uh, so we cut the, to daytime and a good old Elizabeth's gardening again and Winchester brothers walk up and this time Sam comments straight off the bat about, oh, you must have a green, green thumb. Those herbs are growing out of season. Mm-hmm. They, did you catch our names? Yes, I did. Okay. We got De- Detective Bachman and Detective Turner. And that is? Bachman Turner Overdrive. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> I was impressed because also like anyway, it's just it, it was funny. So they ask about um, they're kind of asking about um, Elizabeth about Amanda's practices and say that she had a bunch of satanic paraphernalia around her place. And Elizabeth just pops back with, but she was Episcopalian. <laughs> yeah, but also say it's full of satanic stuff, and it was a regular Black Sabbath. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and when she says, but she was Episcopalian, Dean says, pretty sure she was using the wrong Bible. <laughs> it's like, I was amused. There's, there's some good one-liners in here. Good one-liners. Uh, well then good old Renee. And then the other chick show up who we haven't heard her name. Her name's Tammy, but anyways, they show up and they just kind of interrupt and like are basically blocking politely blocking Dean and Sam from asking uh, Elizabeth any more questions and kind of run her off. Mrs. Renee Van Allen. Did you notice how pointy her chin was? Like she had the bitch had the pointiest like face very I've ever seen. Yeah. Very and pointy face. I guess it's just a characteristic I don't normally notice on people. And I was like, yeah. that's damn pointy. And did you do, uh, I assume at some point we'll go to IMDb, these people? Yeah, I, the only thing that stood out for me that she has been in was uh, recently, at least, was she's Tessa on The Boys. Um, okay. Oh, which is program. now which mm-hmm. which Jensen is then. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Elizabeth. Oh, Tessa. Um, so Tessa is played by Kristen Booth. That's Renee Van. Uh, yeah, Renee Van I'm just Allen. trying to remember who the character Tessa is in The Boys. And um, yeah, and then we've got uh, Aaron Cahill plays Elizabeth and there wasn't anything specific that stood out for me but literally like every holiday movie ever <laughs> that and i'm like because there's so many she that did stood out. so many hallmark movies like and that's why i was like i was like i think that's where i know her from yeah, like i just picture familiar. her like being like and she typically though like diana had the best meme that she sent to me today and i think you should post it on the chat i won't say what it is but post it post it on the instagram um okay but it was i think she's not typically the corporate one who fails she's yeah. the one that's like it try always like from the hometown because she's just homey you yeah. know like she doesn't look sophisticated she looks like she works in a, you know, a christmas store yeah she works in a christmas store yeah i'm like yeah, yeah i see why you got cast as that so yeah. and then um and then but like it's a, a lot of christmas like a lot of 
Anyways, and then um, as a aside, uh, good old Paul um, Dutton is played by Jonathan Watton, and he's um, in a show that I have not watched, but it's a very popular show. Um, he plays Matthew Calhoun in The Handmaid's Tale. So I, I mean, one, I, I read that, I love that book. Um, and I watched probably the first two seasons of it and then I couldn't do it anymore. I love Elizabeth Moss in it. I think it's brilliant, but it was just, I want witches and vampires and not to watch my, yeah, watch the patriarchy <laughs> ruin women's lives. So, um, so the witches are all going to leave and the witches are all glaring at the boys as they walk so off. The so, off. Yeah. So I think at this time, we are going to pause um, our current witches and talk about an older witch. So we're going to get get a little bit of lore here. All right. So we are going to talk about the Yorkshire witch. Have you ever heard of the Yorkshire witch? I have not. Okay. So the Yorkshire witch, and honestly, like, it was kind of weird Apparently, Yorkshire had a lot of witches. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go into that were like, and also like, apparently, they're just really people in Yorkshire believe in witches a lot. And apparently, this has been going on for a while. So, the woman though we're going to talk about, her name was actually Mary Bateman. She was born as Mary Harker to a farmer and his wife in 1768. Um, in I'm going to say these towns because I think they're funny, but I'm not saying them right. So Assenby, some four miles south of Thirsk. Can you imagine living in a town named Thirsk? Thirsk. I'm Thirsky. I'm Thirsky. <laughs> so, but th- that's in that's in North Yorkshire. <sighs> All right. So she goes into domestic service at the age of 12. But they, like everybody always says, like, girl always kind of like to steal shit. Like even before she was 12, like yeah. as a kid, they're like, yeah, she's not the best apple. Like we can already kind of tell, like she, she's she's a little she's on the, the dark side. Um, so at 12, she becomes domestic. But probably, you know, she's a maid or chamber, yeah. whatever she was, they did in the 1700s. But she kept getting fired because she kept stealing things. And typically, you know, you, you've steal a lot of stuff people fire you uh so in 1787 she goes to york and then um she gets fired again and so she goes back she goes to leeds and i saw some places say this was her hometown it's not but so but leeds is one of the few places in yorkshire that I actually knew about so so there she takes on work as a seamstress and she's doing needlework but she's not very good at it so she supplements her income with you know some witchcraft <laughs> and some divination yeah. you know i need some money so uh she told fortunes she brewed love potions and she removed evil wishes for servant girls and their employers um she married her husband john bateman um only a few weeks after they met in february of 1793 um i'm not sure how long this marriage goes um i didn't see when when he left her but he eventually was like i don't want to be with you because i'm tired of moving around because everyone knows you're stealing shit so he ends up like going leaving her and joining the army um oh no no no, no. um before he does that uh, she tricked him and said hey your father's sick you need to go visit him and she sold all his clothes and his and the furniture to pay off so the people who were pissed off that she stole from them and after that is when he was like i'm gonna peace out and he was like i'm gonna go join the army this seems better than being with you which says a lot um 
So around 1800, um, she, you know, she's beyond just starting to do spells. She's like, oh, hey, um, I am the seventh child of the seventh child. And um, I'm, I'm working for this, this woman named Mrs. Moore. And Mrs. Moore, she can, oh, wait, no, Mrs. Moore was the one who was the seventh child of the seventh child. And she was capable of screwing down. I love that term, screwing down, which is, I guess, binding somebody. But I like the fact that screwing down um those who would like who are going after her customers right so that could be like a husband or a creditor so she could sick mrs moore on them um then she also just you know starts becoming a go-between for a psychic named miss blythe um miss blythe also did not exist um but so she would uh basically like give predictions to people and say this is what you know miss blythe said for it um she also was a part-time abortionist um but beyond that she also just in general ways that she sucked um according to the yorkshire post she once roamed the streets of leeds after a major fire begging for money and goods for the victims but then she just kept all the money oh that's, that's, that's nice real, yeah i was like that is real real shitty it is very but then you know she kind of this sucks it up. So in 1803, um, she meets three women from a family named Kitchen. I like that kitchen. Um, and so they become friends with her. She works in their shop. And so she's like, oh, hey, like Miss Blythe called me and or she, you know, I guess was a telegramming. I don't know. She sent me a post by a pigeon and um, something really bad is going to happen to you guys. She told me. And so she's like, you need to like take these special powders. Um, so these special powders will prepare, you know, keep you from what Miss Blythe saw. And then they died. Um, so Mary was like, oh no, they got the plague. And so the people were like, we don't want to look at them. They've got the fucking plague. So nobody investigates this. Um, but when they, like, after Lord. they come back and yeah. the store is empty, the house is empty and all their account books are missing. Um, so a couple of years go by and some people stop buying her spells and stuff because they probably weren't working. And so she's like, Hey, you know what else I found? I found this chicken. And so she has a chicken and she's like, Oh, it's lay is laying these eggs. And it says Christ is coming on them. And like, so on an egg was etched Christ C R I S T because chickens can't spell. Uh, hmm. So Christ is coming. And then she was like, don't worry town. Like I got you. Like you want, you want to avoid this apocalypse that's happening. Have some paper that um, I got that have these blessings on them. It has JC, I guess for Jesus Christ. And they'll put, these will get you into heaven when the apocalypse chicks chickens, eggs makes it whatever happens. Apocalypse chicken eggs. I love apocalypse chickens, man. Um, so, but apparently one night when I think it was like a police officer like basically staked her out and found out that she was riding on the eggs with vinegar uh, so that etches into eggshells, which I did not know. And now I really want to do the science experiment. Mr. Wizard, if you're alive, come to my house and let's do this. Um, so she would ride on the eggs and then put the eggs back up in the chicken. That poor chicken. I was just like, can you imagine that? Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, yeah, so I mean, oh. the granted, like, also, like, she really wanted this, too. I mean, the, she she took that pretty yeah. far. Like, I mean, you no. went as far as to put your hand up a chicken's 
It's called an oviduct, by the way. Yes. In case you're wondering what the thing the egg comes out of is. Okay. And that's I'm just making this rib scene hand gesture. You are. All right. So then we meet. Um, all right. So that happens. Then we're all now we're gonna meet Rebecca and William Perigo. So Rebecca had like a basically like a nervous disorder. I've seen like um that she had like heart palpitations or she was also like people said she was having a lot of nightmares and so rebecca and william think that the neighbors have hexed her and so they call mary and they're like mary we need like we need you to to do your healing magic and and get it out and they're like all right i talked to miss blythe and miss blythe says she does not exist but miss blythe tells mary to tell them that they need to sew silk bags containing guinea notes um, so guinea notes was money. So um, into the corner of Rebecca's bed and they should remain there undisturbed for 18 months. So she's making a hex sack, but in the hex sack is, is a, it's not a, the opposite of a hex sack. So um, there's, there's money in it. It's a positive and, hex sack. Yep. It's a good, and so it's a good sack. It's a good sack. It's, it's, it's a sack of, of love of money. I don't know. So, um, so they do that and then they're keep going on. And Miss Blythe was like, nope, nope. I, I, you gotta do more things. And for you to do that, um, for supernatural reasons, I need to give you to give me some of your China. I need you to give me some silver. Also, Miss Blythe needs a new bed. And so, uh, but I need all this to, to help you guys out. Uh, and then with each demand, the, 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 the couple just did it. And then Miss Blythe also was like, hey, you know, evil spirits can read these letters that I'm sending to you. So you need to burn them. So they burned them. Um, then Miss Blythe sends them a note that says, my dear friends, I'm sorry to tell you, you will take an illness in the month of May next, either to one or both, but I think both. But the works of God must have its course. But I have a cure. And it's pudding. So have some pudding. And she is Magic like, pudding? Magic pudding. But don't share it with anybody. I like this pudding's just for you. Like nobody else needs this pudding, but but just you could. And then shockingly, um, they both got really sick. And William said later, uh, spoiler alert, he lives. Um, but he was like, a violent heat came out of my mouth, which was very sore. His lips were black and that he had a most violent pain in his head, 20 times worse than a common headache. And that everything appeared green to him. And he suffered from a violent complaint in his bowels. So, he, yeah, violent, violent complaint of the bowels. So if he had a slip on, you know, mm. so Rebecca um, got also got really sick. Um, and Mary was like, oh, shit. Well, you know what? Miss Blythe told me I've, I've got a, I've got an antidote. It's arsenic and it'll really help you out. So then Rebecca died. <laughs> And so, but what's even worse is for two years after this goes on, William kept paying Mary. Good Lord. He kept giving her money. He even gave her Rebecca's clothes. And he was like, yeah. And then finally he was like, hey, why isn't this, this isn't working. You know, you don't, I'm going to go look at those hex sacks. So he goes and he pulls the sacks out and uh, he unpicks the stitches and finds out that there was only trash, metal, and some small change and not all the money that was originally put in there. 
Oh no. Oh, shocking. And he was like, Mary, what's up with my hex bags and or my sacks or whatever they are? And she is like, You opened the bags too early, man. That's why they did that. But finally he was like, mm-hmm. Maybe I should go to the police. So he goes and finds a constable. And so the constable comes and then Mary's like, oh no, he's been holding me prisoner. And then, um, and that he poisoned me. (laughs) So she tells the police that William poisoned her. But at this time they're like, uh, no, no, we're going to, we're going to take you to jail. So she gets arrested. They search her house and uh, they find like all the Perigo stuff there. So um, she goes on trial for the murder of Rebecca in 1809. And she basically pulled the shaggy defense and she's like, it wasn't me mm-hmm. um, in a the, written state. The shaggy defense. The shaggy defense, man. It's, as I always say, everyone, should, you should always have the shaggy defense. So um, in a written statement, she said, it is utterly false that I ever did send for any poison by any person. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh, Mary looked very plausible when she was talking and it was like, oh, no, she, someone said that she was too sedate and respectable, despite having a tongue in her head that would wheedle the devil. I like wheedle. I don't use that word that often enough anymore. Um, but then so like she, everyone believes her, but then like witnesses are like starting to come forward and they're like, yeah, yeah, store to me, store to me. Yep. Yep. And then someone's like, hey. She knew this family called the Kitchens who died. Mm. <laughs> so finally, they kind of they put those two together, and then they also figured out that there was no Miss Blythe, there was no Mrs. Moore, and that Miss Blythe's handwriting <laughs> exactly matched Mary's. Shocking. Uh, so a doctor examined the remains of the of the pudding, and it was like honey and pudding and mercury, and it also contained rum, oatmeal, and arsenic. So mm. jury goes mm. out and they're like, yeah, she's guilty. So, and the judge was like, there's not a particle of doubt. And so he's like, for crime like yours in this world, the gates of mercy are closed. And then Mary's like, but I'm pregnant. <laughs> and they're oh my like, God. <laughs> and so if that was true, she wouldn't get the death penalty, right? And so they're, but then they were like, uh, we're gonna have a doctor look at you. And she's like, that just isn't pregnant. So Mary's not pregnant. She she goes back and so she's like waiting for her death. And while she's in her cell, she's selling spells to her to the other female prisoners. Um Oh my gosh. So Mary was hanged on the 20th of March, 1809 in York's new drop gallows before I think like I've heard like 5,000 people were there. There were thousands of people that came to watch her hang. Um, This I think is really interesting. So her, her body was flayed and dissected. And apparently this was something that they used to do to like try and like as a to make people not want to commit murder because they're like, if you murder you, we're going to skin you. Um, But thousands of people also went to this. So like her skin being taken off was a public display. Um, And those who attended, if they wanted, could buy a dry and preserved patch of her skin to take home with them, you know, as their souvenir. Uh, Yeah. So her skin was also used to bind several books, one of which was, um, I think, owned by, they thought was owned by George IV. um, And her skeleton uh, was articulated and made it, you know, like, um, you know, uh, 
yeah to made into like a science science skeleton um and it was on display for over two centuries at the leeds medical medical school and later at the thackeray medical museum i also read that her tongue was removed and pickled oh and i saw another one that said her body was used to make like a folding cup that her skin was used to make a cup and i couldn't see any verifications that anyone ever made a cup out of skin much less that Ew. they did the books i know about like that yeah. there's there's plenty of but, human skin books but who wants to drink out of that oh yeah so um one uh, a word england gazetteer i don't know this is his name or whatever but someone's tried to track down the pickled tongue and contacted the bowling hall museum and they had it up until the 1950s and then they destroyed it because it was too macabre that was where they drew the line was at that woman's pickled tongue i mean it is pretty gross but then they burned it, which also goes in what it's a pickled tongue to smell like when it's burning. Oh, <laughs> you can make some lingua tacos out of it. Ew. No, 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 no. Ah, so that's the story of the Yorkshire witch. Bish cray. Yeah. Bish cray. Yep, but got away for a lot of shit. Yeah. That's wild. Wild, yeah. I tell you. That's crazy. All right. So we're going to talk. Uh, so now the guys are talking about Elizabeth's garden and yes. her garden has Belladonna, Wolfsbane ma- and Mandrake. Mandrake. And, <laughs> Mandrake. and I was like, I know, I wanna... anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, Sam's looking through like a uh, bunch of like no pa- no or notes that he's found because he's being Detective Sam in this episode big time. And uh, Elizabeth, apparently, he's like, yeah, she's had a pretty good run. She's, like, increased her tax bracket. She's won, like, every raffle the town has had. And then good old Renee's won every fucking craft show that she's entered. So Yeah, and apparently the the set, like, they, like, made up, like, all these newspaper stories. And they were just, like, even though her her quilt was, like, the the least, the the let, the the worst one it's yeah. still one so apparently there's like i hopefully like those exist somewhere but they had oh, all these funny, they yeah. made all these fake newspaper articles for them, right which i thought was great yeah so um they were they're like well maybe amanda since amanda went off the rails and killed janet they killed her to keep from getting exposed so um dean's just kind of part they're they're all pontificating he's kind of pontificating they're like well maybe they did us a favor then if they got crazy ass amanda um, out of the picture and but Sam's like, no, nah, this is black at ma- black magic, evil magic, and it's got to be stopped. And this kind of like, like is a big turning point in the argument between the brothers. And that's and they talk about like they they acknowledge it as well. Obviously, it's not just for the viewer, but you know, we've all all along we've been watching all along all three seasons, whatever two and a half seasons, we've been watching how um, Dean's kind of a shoot first, ask questions later. If they're evil, kill them, done. Uh, no gray areas. And, and he'd kind of started to see a little bit of a gray area in a couple of instances. And then Sam's always been the human life matters. We need to be acknowledging um, that and we need to be considerate. And it's not not all black and white. There's gray areas. So we can't just go in and kill them all. But right now he's like, not nah, kill these bitches. Let's go. Because they're doing evil shit. We don't have another solution. And there's, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, in the past couple of episodes, we've seen Sam starting to shift this way. And that was what's kind of started scaring Dean that Sam had been changing and made him ask Bobby about it. And yeah. And so, but yeah. And uh, but Dean is not wrong that they're human. And then like when Sam's like, no, then he's like, burn, witch, burn. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Dean, don't, don't. Mm." But but Sam points out that they are murderers. 
they're murderers, but you still, they're still people. I, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, and then baby breaks down in the middle of the street because Ruby's there. And she says they need to get the fuck out of town. This, whatever, whatever they're after is bigger than them. They're like, it's just witches. And she's like, no, not that. Who, who they serve. No, no, no. What does she say about witches? <laughs> she says oh, witches are whores. whores. She does. She says witches are whores. She said, need to get out of town. Dean's pointing the cult at her. He's like, fuck that. I'm going to kill Ruby. Um, we can take care of witches. She said, witches are whores. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about who they serve. And um, basically, the, the, so basically she's told them there is another demon in this town right now other than Ruby. And Dean's like, nope, not doing it. And she t- keeps telling tells her, shut up, bitch. Calls her a black-eyed skank. He just has no use for anything Ruby has to say. And um, anyway, so she, and she calls Dean out though pretty hard on his decision to, or his trade to let himself die and go to hell. Um, and basically that's him checking out on Sam. Uh, and Sam goes to shoot her, or sorry, Dean goes Dean to goes shoot her. Sam stops him and then she's gone. She gone. She gone. So if that bullet fell down from the sky and hit her, would she die? I don't know. Thanks, uh, Liz. Thanks about. All right. So then we're going to go to their very cool motel room. Really? I didn't like it. You didn't much. like it? I, I think I really like this particular room when they do this one that because of the lattice work as lattice this the iron scroll work that separates okay. the beds and the bathrooms like yeah. i really like that and yeah. i also when we get to it eventually where they have a sign and we can see that it's the conquistador i really like that too yeah uh but so yeah well, they're there and they're just arguing about ruby yeah big time uh, dean has just no use doesn't trust her at all and um uh sam's like look i i you know she could be useful i'm not sure i fully trust her but it could be useful and uh she fixed him dean's like i just want to kill her and sam's comment was with the gun that she fixed for us <laughs> i was like oh, valid point valid point sam um but and sam's really trying to look at the big picture though he sees that you know after the gate was open there's now a war getting ready to happen they need to be prepared they need to look at the big picture and think about strategy not just fuck you you're dead if somebody's trying to be on their side maybe they should try to find out like why or take their assistance dean's like nope i don't like it i like it and i have gas he's starting to get really gassy yeah he's he's, (laughs) he's grabbing his abdomen a lot and then we get like a little um a little bit of a back and forth where dean starts questioning sam about wanting to well you're taking advice from demons you want to kill people now that used to upset you so much and sam's like what you're mad because i'm starting to agree with you um, but he's, and Dean's just like, no, I'm just worried. You're not acting like yourself. He's like, yeah, I'm not acting like myself. Uh, I have to stay behind. So I need to be more like you, Dean. And it was kind of a sad, sweet yeah. moment. But then, I also think it's kind of a cop-out on Sam's part because mm-hmm. I don't think that, I mean, I don't think he's acting like Dean. But I don't no, know. He's not acting like Dean. He's, he is getting a little bit more aggressive probably than he's been would that be a good word for it yeah Yeah. i think so yeah aggressive and or decisive maybe yeah um but he doesn't need to be more like dean that they're balance each other that's part of like the they balance each other that's important 
Yeah, but I think also, you know, Dean's not, uh, you know, we've seen Dean's not that black and white. And no, he's, he's softened a little bit and, too. And Dean is also just, I mean, and part of what Sam is doing, you know, because Dean's about protecting the family. Right. And while some of this is Sam being like, I need to protect, you know, save Dean and figure things yeah. out. Other, other, it just seems like an excuse for violence to me. You know, just, I just want, I'm just angry and I want to like hurt things, which isn't really Dean's MO. Dean's MO That's is true. that I want to protect things but I'll, you know That's whatever true. so all right so that happens and dean's gas is just getting awful getting real serious so sam's like ah shit you're getting hexed where's the fucking hex bag he can't find it so what's he gonna have to do and he gets real dramatic like slicing open the mattress that would be not an easy place to hide the would hex bag. there would already be a hole in it that makes no fucking like, sense what did she do like cut it and oh, then sew God. it back up and then yeah. like ship it ship, no, like ship it to china and have like the, the top of it put back I, on i like, need to order the- a, i need to order a custom mattress with this sack inside of it like what the fuck i mean like come on now that was dumb dumb real dumb so sam grabs the colt and runs out and we cut to the coven chanting so we've got Renee, Tammy, and uh, Elizabeth chanting. So Sam breaks in, breaks in the door. They, uh, of course, deny any involvement in anything going on because he's like, oh, you're killing my brother. Stop now. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? They looked very, very surprised and concerned. Um, at that moment, uh, we cut back to the motel where Ruby busts into the motel where Dean's on the floor. And Dean's like, oh, you want to kill me? Get in line, bitch. He calls her bitch. She, uh, and she points that out as like she, she calls him out. She does. <laughs> um, and uh she throws him on the bed and has like a what what is is it is it a cask? If it's a like is it leather, the leather no, 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 flask. No, it's, it's like a it's um it's a, fuck. A flag flagon. It's not a canteen, uh, a flagon, flat it's a flagon. I think it's a flagon. I think you're right. I think it's a flagon. We oh, will like have some to... nasty looking liquid that she's squirting in his mouth. It's I like just this... held it goo. I was like, she just squirts well, some goo. Pretty, it was pretty liquidy. So I think it was like a little bit more like watery, but it was like a grayish green color. It was not, it did not look like it tasted. This good. episode is so disgusting. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> that's when she tells him to stop. He's kind of recovering and she says, stop calling me bitch. So we cut back and we see Sam with the coven and he's like, stop the spell or die. You've got five seconds. And he starts counting down. Elizabeth's like, no, 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 no. We, we, we weren't doing anything crazy. We were just getting Renee a lower <laughs> mortgage rate. And I'm like, you know what? If I can negotiate a lower mortgage rate through the dark arts. I mean, I don't know. It yeah, seems you, a, lot, a lot better than rocket mortgage. I'm just saying this seems like a better approach. I, yeah, I mean, like the housing market's really hard right now. <laughs> coven, coven mortgage negotiations. Uh, yeah. And so we get um, Ruby throws a gun to Dean. He's like, yeah, you saved my life. And uh, that's what that was. And she, that's what the liquid was. It tasted like ass. She ass said, juice, ass juice. She was, went to double down. It's ass juice. It was ass juice. And she said, she said it's called witchcraft short bus. And she leaves. And then Dean guessed you're the short bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then uh, we get Sam still holding these witches at gunpoint. And he's like, he's calling out how they've all had this great fortune, how 
Elizabeth's got the new fucking, you know, her husband got a new job. She's won all these fucking prizes. Renee's fucking selling pottery like crazy, apparently. And getting a lower mortgage rate. And getting a better mortgage rate. <laughs> but not, nothing's happening to Tammy. And so he points this out. He's like, this he's like, you're suspicious. not even, yeah, you're not even changing your name from Tammy. Like, is that the first thing I would do? Oh. <laughs> He's like, nope, no longer my name. So he calls her out. Maybe she's getting what she already wants. These women's souls. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. So, and he was right because her eyes turned black. Tammy was a fucking. Well, no, it was, yeah, she fake cries for like oh, a minute. It, it, it was great. Like, it was like, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. And, and then she also points out that Detective Sam has been there because she's like, nice, nice dick work, Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, Ren- Elizabeth and Renee are like, freaked the fuck out. What did these bitches think they were doing? I'm just saying. I mean, like, that's getting a lower mortgage rates. You, I mean, but also, like, I mean. but I mean, if you think about like, if she really was like, I'm going to cast, so what, what did Elizabeth get? Uh, her husband got a badass promotion and she got a trip to Hawaii and a bunch of oh, yeah, she got a trip prizes. to Hawaii, right? What do you think like the spell work is for a trip to Hawaii? Like you're not like gonna that's we're not pulling up bunny tea for the trip to Hawaii, right? Maybe we've got like some lays on the table and you know, like some hula girl dancing. <laughs> like, I don't think like that spell is gonna be that intense. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. But also I thought it was interesting. Like I, I meant to bring it up earlier. Like the first spell like that uh, Anne was doing is like, I saw the Amanda, transcript. Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Um, it was sounded Gaelic. Like it yeah. was Latin. It was Gaelic. I don't know. It was weird. But anyways. Okay. So Tammy's just taunting uh, Sam at this point. She he, he shoots her and she stops the bullet in midair. Because she's a real strong demon. This is what Ruby was warning them about. This is not good. Not no. good for our fair brothers. So, uh, and she throws them across. Um, she throws them across the room. And, I said, uh, oh, uh, I said, it was Dean. It was Sam. So I was like, gets assaulted by Diana's favorite demon throwing move. That's <laughs> <laughs> such, like, it's awesome. And it's fucking bullshit. Like, how do you win a fight? <laughs> get somebody who can just look at you wrong and throw you across the room into the wall yeah unfair damn uh you have to have no special combo to do that move on the so and elizabeth and renee just still don't have it fair what the fuck's going on they're at t- looking at tanny going what's wrong with your eyes what are you doing is really weird yeah uh, and then tammy tells <laughs> renee to shut her painted hole she does. She, does. she does she does and then she breaks her neck yeah, and then she does something awesome. even worse she calls elizabeth lizzie mm. fuck you any woman named elizabeth probably knows this as well as i do don't fucking call me Lizzie. I had a boss once and oh my God, she was so, I don't say she was a New York Times bestselling author, but she loved to be condescending to me. And when she was feeling really condescending, Lizzie, oh, um, boom, boom, boom. So fuck Tammy, you evil demon. Stop calling her Lizzie and yeah, don't kill Renee and her pain hole. Okay. Well, and then uh, <laughs> Elizabeth says, you're not Tammy. And then Tammy goes, no, but I'm wearing her skin. Or I'm, sorry, I'm wearing her meat. That's what she said. No, I'm wearing her meat. Like, oh. So, Yay, meat suit. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. 
um tammy's like yeah fuck yeah i killed i killed amanda i killed renee and uh remember all those it tells elizabeth remember all those dark demonic forces you prayed to and swore servitude to to get all this fucking shit that you wanted that's fucking me bitch basically what she's telling her so yep yeah um and uh then she goes to sam and she's explaining to sam that look i'm on the demon side that wants to kill you because we don't believe in you we believe in another leader rising and it's just too much to have two of you competing so we just want to kill your ass which i think is really interesting right i think this is and you being the the newbie right this is the first time this has really come up right Mm -hmm. Um, well they talked about it was alluded to before when when you know ruby was talking about like who they believed in and she kind of gave that whole background so we've got a little bit of idea of like hey i know there's some of the demons that most of the demons are like nah yellow eyes is dead so we don't really give a fuck about what his plan was for everything we're gonna go do our own thing but a lot of them a lot of the demons just don't have a leader but some are like nope we want this other we want to find a different leader we don't want sam to be the leader and then you've got some that are like what they she kind of alluded to being like the believers which is why it's interesting that in this the tammy's one is like no i don't believe in you um but the believers like ruby and all that want sam to be the leader of the demons is that kind of a, a summary of it no, I, I, love your, I love your interpretation of it it's great which is why it's so great that you've never seen this this the series so um that's what it's that's what i've pieced together at least from what they've told yeah. us yeah but i think you know but from uh can story-wise now we know like there is at least like a specific thing that is likely coming right it's like yeah. so we know like, they've been more this is the first time they've yeah. been more specific like hey there, there's an alternative leader to sam and we want in this tammy wants him yeah so now i think it gives whatever. us kind or, of like so thinking about the season so now we've got dean's countdown to hell right yep. so I mean, that's going on and then sam like as he said earlier like i think really pointing out like this is war right yeah. and so now we're actually seeing who this war may be against so i think that could be interesting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh so sam's so, gonna get pushed up against the wall um and then dean shows up and he gets slammed against the wall too because he's recovered now because ruby saved his ass uh and he kind of like but when he busts into the house it's almost a little slapstick he like fumbles in through the door and like trips over the sofa <laughs> and like like somersaults over the sofa and then she slams him against the wall i was like i was like that was a really random like comedic entry at this moment in time um yeah so he both the boy, boys are slammed in, like pinned to the wall and who comes in but fucking ruby so ruby's there now. i have a question like is ruby wearing an affliction shirt i don't think so it was i was looking at it during the scene because like she comes in and the shirt's very prominent and she also has like a very western uh, like a cross on. and a design on it and all that yeah had, like, a, yeah and i was like i think that's a fucking affliction shirt <laughs> <sighs> oh man i mean time-wise yeah it makes sense but no yeah. it's so bad <laughs> so bad ruby um, well ruby's saying that basically like asking tammy to take her back i brought the brothers here as a gift for you and gets real close and like sucking up so we're like you're kind of like oh shit she's like and you're in my head i'm like she's faking out to take their side still because i don't think she's going to turn on the brothers yet and she was faking out to take to try to take tammy out yeah and so dean is like mouthing i told you so to sam while this is happening and he's also looking at them in that gross way that guys look at two girls that are about to make out yeah 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 so uh 
the the attempt of Ruby to stab Tammy fails. Um, Tammy stops it and calls Ruby a lying whore. And they have a big fight scene where Tammy is really winning. Like about, and she hits fucking Ruby in the face with a fire, like the fireplace poker. And it's like, oh my God, that looks painful. So the actress, who, yeah. So the actress who played Tammy and sorry, I spaced it her name off. You have it there. But um, she said that she had just been like studying um, like kickboxing or something, what, what martial arts she had been doing. Mm-hmm. And that the actress who played Ruby had also been training. So that's why this fight looked so good. Cause like both oh, of them, like, okay. there, it was, this was, uh, and it wasn't a lot of stunt devils. Like this was them. Yeah. And if you look at it, like they have face, it's face to face fighting. And it was just, I thought it was a kick ass fight scene. It was a really good, really good fight scene. And you don't always like, especially like in two like chicks. When, not, when two chicks fight, like get that. it's not always this good. And this was <laughs> no. a great fight. It was. So um, while, um, anyway, so, <clears throat> so Tammy manages to like pin Ruby down and she's like, oh, are you going to fucking tell them that you were a witch when you were human? So now we got two interesting tidbits here. Now that one, Ruby used to be a witch and two that Ruby is a demon and that she used to be human. And so they're saying this is several centuries ago um, that she had sold herself to whatever demon Tammy is basically. And, and if you're noticing in the background though, at this point, Elizabeth has kind of like snuck off a little bit. So we been good for her. Get out of there. Don't, don't get killed with all this shit going on yet. Um, no, she's, but you also talk, she's gone to the altar probably because yeah. she is like, fuck you. You call me Lizzie. Like, I'm going to take your ass down. Um, and so Tammy starts exercising Ruby and which yeah. I am kind of d- demons exercising other demons discuss. Well, I think the idea was that if that would force Ruby's demon to go find another host body, and the that meat suit that she was used to would probably die but logistically can a demon say an exorcism and not exercise themselves themselves. i don't know does it is it directional but it didn't sound like to me i don't know i I wasn't i I was listening to it i'm like is it the same exorcism they use or is it some like fair it could be it could be a different demon exercise okay that is a very good point and I will go, I will buy that and go with it. Because <laughs> right, that was cool. my thought too. I was like, but yeah. Um, and, uh, and, but she's all, and she also, cause you can tell Ruby's like kind of fighting it, but while this is all going on, uh, all of a sudden Tammy starts coughing and uh, coughs up some large pins. Like, are those like, they're not hat pins. They're like, no, they're hat pins. Are they that's hat a good pins? one. That's okay. for them. Yeah. She's like coughing up these giant fucking hat pins in a or blood. quilting quilting pens is okay. also used that way, but yeah, and, and blood. And so, what do we know? It's been happening is uh, good old Elizabeth snuck off to the fucking altar and started hexing Tammy's ass, which is super fucking clever, by the way. Good yeah. for her. And then Tammy realizes it, and so while she's coughing up pins and needles and bleeding out of the mouth. Uh, and can't talk she like holds her hand in the air and squeezes elizabeth's heart in the air and kills her yeah i don't know how i feel about her dying either like i kind of wish she'd lived because i i kind of think you needed one of them to live to live and if anyone was going to it was going to be the one that had a fucking conscience which would be yeah or more of one at least which would be elizabeth i thought it was a little extreme that she died too 
not saying like, oh, how dare they kill everybody? I just think it would have been better. It's, yeah. Story. It's just yeah. a story. It was an oh. interesting choice. I don't know. Yeah. So during all this distraction, we've got Elizabeth dies. Uh, Tammy's bleeding out of the mouth. Fucking Ruby's demon doesn't have to come out of her mouth like a black smoke <laughs> cock. I don't know. And then um, Dean's able to stab the fuck out of Tammy repeatedly. Repeatedly. Yes. Yeah, it's overkill. It is so much it overkill. Is, it is. She, he, Dean has fucking Ruby's knife and he stabs Tammy. And again. And again, and, and it's, it's like, and it's like at the sound and it's like, and he's like, just like, like fucking shanking her. And in it's, the fucking a, it's a demon knife too. So it's also like blood, like lightning and, lightning and like, it was, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. happening there. He doesn't like witches, man. <laughs> and, and he really hates demons. We know this. So yeah. yeah. Um, so Ruby just tells them, yeah, y'all get out of here. I'll clean up the mess. <laughs> That's about it and she flashes her black eyes at them so and now we're going to go back to the conquistador and this is where you actually get to see the sign for the conquistador yes. and it's amazing it's such a good sign and i want it it is it, it is a good sign it's super it's cute it's, i just it wasn't like a room that was like i was like whoa i was just like me yeah but um oh yeah and also like because he's outside and you can see the door signs like yeah. outside the number there was this really cool little scroll work around the there numbers, was, there was like the a little frame around each one it was cute so uh dean's outside sam's in the in their motel room and the lights start flickering outside and ruby's there so dean starts ask dean has pieced together what she said about being human so he's like straight up like how long ago and she's like, well, around the, like before the plague, right? Before or around the plague, I can't remember which one she said. But, and he's like, are, were all demons were human once? And she's like, all the ones I've met. And this is like a game changer, I think, mentally for Dean in a lot of ways. And it is for the storyline, for the lore of the of the series, and all of that. And and it is, you know, I think it's a little bit of a departure from a lot of lore in general because there's usually like there's like from things that my my readings and things that i've enjoyed there's damned souls and there's demons and those are two separate things now maybe in certain instances a damn soul can become a demon but they're two two separate things generally speaking damned souls are people who humans what happens to humans who have died and are damned to hell whereas demons are usually some kind of a um manifestation of a fallen angel or one of their creations by a fallen angel not necessarily a human so it's kind of a an interesting uh spin here oh that's my that's what i got i like it i like but, it but it's very but so it's a, i thought it was, i was, was kind of like oh shit and dean's pretty upset about this because he's about to go to fucking hell and he's like uh she's like yeah it's not a metaphor there's a real fire in a real pit and reasons demons act like they do is because they don't remember being human once you've been there long enough you forget about all that fucking shit it may take centuries but you're gonna be just like that too you're gonna forget what it's like to be human and that's what it is and dean makes a hellraiser joke and she's like that's not too far off um and uh you know it, that hell just burns away your humanity basically um and he just kind of it gets quiet for a second and she's he figures out at this point that there's no way that there is no saving him she did lie to sam that dean's not getting out of his deal he's going to fucking hell he's gonna die he's going to hell that's it 
but she also says that she lied to Dean or sorry, lied to Sam and Dean both now for, but she lied to Sam for a purpose. She needs to get Sam ready for Dean to be gone because they do have a war coming. And yep. uh, Dean asks her why you want to win. And she's like, isn't it obvious? I'm not like them. I don't know why. I wish I was, but I'm not. I remember what it's like being human. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty intense. And then she vanishes. I mean, like, think about like that, like the implication of being like in like, you know, I don't know, not to like overanalyze fucking Ruby, but yeah, let's analyze it for a second. She's got, she is, you know, living as a demon, living, she exists as a demon among demons. And she is one of a limited few, if any, who distinctly remembers what it was like to be human and is trying to retain any of the humanity like that would fucking suck. And then you get this one opportunity at like having some hope and something to believe in. So yeah, she's going to fight for it. Right. Does that make sense from the storyline so far? From the storyline so far, it makes total sense. God damn it. You're smirking at me. This show's going to fucking throw me for a loop. I can feel it. Feel it in my bones. I I don't have a poker face tonight. We'll see what happens. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also why I have you here because you haven't seen this and you have a a different perspective on it because you don't know what's coming. So I don't. I don't. There we go. Well, I got. Yeah, I think we have ripped this episode apart. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Witches. Fucking witches, man. I love my witches. All right. So to all you boss bitches out there. All right. (laughs) Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices. So you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't be a dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow. <laughs>